are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This is the the briefest Chad recap I can do with Vietnam. (laughs) Oh, come on. Vietnam's easy. How hard could it be? (laughs) All right. Post-World War II, we were super afraid of commies. Commies were everywhere, especially in China. Ooh, so many commies in China. Obviously, the Soviet Union as well. In Vietnam, after World War II, the Vietnamese were kind of like, hey, we don't want our former French occupiers that were here anymore because in a post-World War II society, we should be able to be free and have our own elections. And France was like, uh-uh, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to take our land back. And uh, so they fought a war for like, 15 years until France is like, all right, you can you can have your fucking land back. Le fine, you can have it back. Jeez. <laughs> and and everybody's like, yay, we can finally do it. And uh the US was like, well, well, hold on a sec. Because the north end of you, they're more communist because they're closer to China. And the southern half, they're they're more democratic. So we're gonna help the southern people defeat the northern people. And it'll be super easy, just like World War Two and uh, Korea, right? Like mm-hmm. Korea didn't end weird, you no, know. Not at all. We fixed Korea. Um, so that's how the U.S. got into Vietnam. Why am I talking about that? Well, today, the film that we watched, the greatest beer run ever, starring Zac Efron and uh, the dude from Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Yeah, well, I, I call him the dude from Gladiator. Like, he's been in enough, people will know, and then people are like, oh, it's Russell Crowe, you idiot. Like, yeah, obviously it's Russell Crowe, but I'm going to call him the guy from Gladiator. It's a uh, biopic based on a true story of Chicky Donahue, where in 1967, he's, you know, half-loaded in a bar in New York, and he's like, eh, I'm going to go give all my friends that are in Vietnam a beer, because, you know, at that time in the U.S., we were still kind of pro uh, Vietnam being in Vietnam, especially in the Lyndon Johnson era, the earlier part. We still thought we were being heroes, and then the tide started shifting around then. So there was that conflict of like, we should show respect to these guys. We should we should bring them a goddamn beer. They are heroes for us. Yes, there was that the the blind patriotism that still exists today, depending on who you yeah, are. Chile was kind of like delivering beers to everybody. And then Ron Kovic was saying that, no, don't, don't do that at all. And, and, uh, and, and actually protested, protested the war. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice sentiment, you know, like whether or not in the beginning, Chicky knew really the ins and outs of Vietnam really isn't his fault because nobody knew the government was lying to us. Like, mm-hmm, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be done in Vietnam in three months, three months, three months, six months. Like, it keeps going and going up until the early to mid 70s. So this is still like the earlier part of the war where there's that mentality of 
you know, the World War II. Well, if the U.S. is in a war, then it must be just. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chicky, you know, knows it's tough being in the military. He's a veteran himself. He didn't do any really hard stuff. In fact, they make a point of it that he served in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He was a merchant marine. He didn't even see combat. The merchant marine thing is how he actually gets to Vietnam, where he works as an oiler. And when they get to Vietnam, he's like, hey, I, I want some shore leave. Doesn't really tell his boss why. Well, he, he makes up some lame excuse. Uh, and his boss basically is like, hey, you've got, was it 48 hours they gave him? Not even. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, by the way, because 48 hours in Vietnam. Vietnam's a huge country. Yeah, in the 60s as well. So it's not like there was <laughs> Uber. <laughs> basically, the main part of the movie starts there because the whole there's basically a prologue of like setting him up getting to Vietnam. But once he gets to Vietnam, it's a whole different story. And it's a journey through what's really going on, you know, versus what he's been told as a citizen. Chiki kind of gets thrown into it and, and you never see him like riding a bicycle around Vietnam, which is kind of strange because it would be hard to like have that duffel bag of beers um, running around um, like on, on a bike. But yeah, it, it's, it's great. It's basically just kind of ends up being him randomly running into his friends. Um, and it seems like that was actually really, really happened. And they're all saying like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, Hey, I'm just trying to get everybody drunk on PBRs and try to try to trying to give a little bit of, uh, you know, support. And he slowly realizes that they they're already against the war. Um, you know, all of his friends that have experienced it are totally against it. Uh, and and, and no amount of beers are going to help. But but it, like him being in there and like the, the 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 spirit of his like intent is like ends up being, you know, hopefully uh, inspiring for them. I don't know if it really like makes them want to keep fighting, but it definitely makes them want to keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> it it is a story of cheeky realizing the truth of Vietnam. He's the analog for an entire generation of young soldiers who believed in the blind patriotism and slowly realized the lies and the truth surrounding the war and wars in general. And this is from a Fairley who did Green Book. And he. this is from Peter Fairley. He's slowly messaging with harder and deeper messages in the films. He's always had some messaging in the Fairly Brother comedies, but he's moved into drama. And this is a political commentary, war commentary film that that we are being presented here. There's a great line in this movie because Cheeky just comes in like an idiot and just lies and stumbles and just a big dope gets his way around Vietnam to all of his friends. And there's a great line one of his friends is worried about him and has he's told, you know what? Some people are just too dumb to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, okay. So it, again, this is based off a true story. Um, and, and Chicky in real life in, in the movie, they said he really only served in Massachusetts. He did serve in the Philippines and in Japan, but it wasn't like during wartime. Vietnam was a war and it was a war of a, it was supposed to be of a war of attrition. And it just didn't turn out that way, at least on the U.S. Uh, USA's favor. But Chicky gets himself into some real trouble. He uh, at one point gets to Quezon, which and it kind of sets up this later. If if you're not a big Vietnam history buff like my dumbass, um, 
the the Tet Offensive started January 30th. And a precursor, one of the precursors to the Tet Offensive was all these little battles and these skirmishes happening uh, in the DMZ and on the borders. And Khe Sanh was right on the north of the lower half of Vietnam. And Chicky actually survives with his friend and then all his friends in a battle. Like, he doesn't fight, but he's there. It's his first true experience with combat and what war, especially this war, this war truly, truly is. Yeah, th- th- there's there's a little bit of a, a Forrest Gump kind of um, quality to this film, but it's not, you know, Forrest Gump was more about kind of a, a less than ordinary man that kind of ended up in like, you know, extraordinary circumstances. And this is more about the guy at the bar that you love to hang out with that's that's a, a regular and like a, a friend in the neighborhood that kind of gets in the same situations and manages to to somehow survive um and not not get as as famous but there's there's a i think there's a there's a parallel there between between this and and uh Zemeckis' film this movie has a lot of heart to it as well this is humorous throughout but as we get to vietnam and this isn't the platoon full metal jacket this is gonna ruin your night vietnam but it doesn't gloss over the fact of how dangerous and violent and horrible this war was especially for the soldiers involved it doesn't go into the really deep nitty-gritty of this but I appreciated that there is a heart and a sentiment in this, in enlightening our protagonist to the truth. He goes through a journey emotionally and has a coming of age within the circumstances that he just stumbles and lucks his way through. And little by little, he grows to fear and respect the dangers of what the hell we are doing as a country over there. And. I can't think of anybody better, at least to play that part, than Zach Efron. Like, I thought he did a really wonderful job. And TC, did you review that bottle movie of him in the desert getting yes. the gold? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you and I gushed over that movie, too. That was called Gold. Yeah. Zach okay. Efron is such a talented actor. He's innately charming like he can't help that and sure he comes from the high school musical upbringing but come on like plenty of people were child actors that have grown beyond that and he has proven time and time again the range that he has as an actor i'm not going to put him up there with like christian bale as far as like the amount of gravitas he can bring to a role but given a role like this which he fought for he wanted this role really badly like he made this happen for himself because he was right for this. He's sweet and dumb. And I, you believe it every step of the way that he's an everyman. <laughs> Zach Efron, who you think of as this, you know, insanely handsome fella plays a, a really, really charming everyman in this. Yeah, he's, he's the right age to do it too. And I think like I think he was up for Batman at one point and all these you know, the huge roles. And it's, it's good to kind of see him kind of age into a role like this. And and that also makes me think of Russell Crowe too. Like I actually really enjoyed him and this too is, you know, almost like a, a Sean Penn character or something that, you know, this, this, uh, you know, wartime photographer that's seen it all and um, kind of uh, ends up being Zac Efron's mentor and, and, and saves his ass multiple times and gets him through, you know, some circumstances that he probably wouldn't have been in when, when, uh, the shit really hits the fan. 
Yeah, I was happy to see Russell Crowe, not just when he popped up, but the fact that he stayed in the film and it wasn't just some cameo to put his name on the poster. Bill Murray has a very small role in this. He clearly filmed it out in a day or two as a favor to the Fairleys. Russell Crowe, I love that he has, at least in the public perception, peaked like that. There was a point where people like, oh, this is the next Marlon Brando. He's the it guy. And then his star sort of fell a little bit. And I think that was for the betterment because with this and freaking Thor 4 and the nice guys, he's having way more fun and performing in much better and more interesting roles than he was when he was Oscar chasing. This is a great performance by him and Zach Efron and him have an excellent chemistry together once their efforts are combined. Uh, and really the whole cast in this, once he gets to Vietnam, I think the cast is very strong. The back home folks, eh, there's nothing super impressive about the performances there. And some of the older actors feel like, uh, did you have a friend in production that got you this role? <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like when he comes back, it's like, oh, hey, it's a slightly chubbier guy. And hey, random other white guy with dark hair. How's it going? You know, but it's 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 not about them, because even when he goes back, just like Vietnam, soldiers that were lucky enough not to get fucking killed there came back to a whole different world wasn't the same and in even that small way you know chicky didn't do everything that a soldier would do in vietnam but he got a taste of it and it you know it changed well, that, him. that's that's an interesting point like where like with like when chicky coming back like he's not really part of the war he's not really a soldier but so when he comes back he's kind of like He's he's considered a hero just because he like delivered a lot of beers as opposed to you know people that actually served and came back and and you know and sometimes were spit on and weren't and weren't weren't appreciated at all. Um, so I, I I like that it, it highlights like a small town neighborhood that that no matter what happens when the soldiers come back, even if it's Zac Efron who's you know or Chicky Donahue where he's he's not a real soldier, they're celebrated a little bit, and he kind of says like, hey, it's. It's not all it was cracked up to be. Uh, it was like the, the tiny little sliver of of the war that I got is is really real and, and really damaging. And I'm going to be affected by it for a long time. And I think Chicky realizes that if he's affected by it, then all the soldiers that really fought are going to be dealing with this for you know years to come. My main problem with the movie is how many beers are in the duffel bag. <laughs> the most unbelievable thing like, is this, is this like a bottomless <laughs> is, it, was there a genie involved at some point like you, you know the, you know the old thing that if if you could if you could ask a genie like i always want a five dollar bill in my wallet you know like, at all times well then you're then you're rich right so it, it, it seems like with the duffel bag he always has at least at least 25 pbrs in his in in, in the bag because the first time he, he shows up to everybody they get really drunk like the first encounter, they drink a lot of beers together, and then he's still walking away with a lot of beers. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, how 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 at the at the end of his 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 uh, his run when he got back on the plane, it had to have been an empty bottle, or maybe he saved one for himself. But that's 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 one that's one uh, problem that that I have a little bit. Yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew. It's PBR. You can just pour water into those cans, and no one's going to notice the difference. Those are like four. You well, shut your mouth, well, sir. I, I would say <laughs> those are those are four percenters, probably like AVB. But 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 I mean, when you're when you've been sober on the uh, you know on on the field for a long time, that's going to get you drunk pretty fast. So I will definitely give this, I feel like he needed, I'll, 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 I'll give it like, you know, like 
18 out of 20 PBRs, but I feel like he needed two duffel bags. I think it's Lawrence of Arabia. There's a bar scene where a bunch of guys are celebrating and they're just singing songs and they're celebrating the war. And then one of the soldiers stands up and raises a beer to the fallen friends. And the gravity of that hits everyone in the room and it gets quiet and the music stops playing and everyone bows their head in respect to the truth of war and not the badassness of war. And I think what this movie does is create the type of person to raise the beer in honor of the fallen friends with respect and with understanding of what was really lost and what is really lost by soldiers in fighting a war. This movie is very amusing. It's very, it's fun. You spend a lot of time going like, Jesus, dude, how are you doing? Oh my God. But as the movie progresses, as he gets deeper into Vietnam, mentally, emotionally, and physically, this movie has something to say about war. And and I respect the movie for going there. I love that this is based on a true story because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And I'm sure there's dramatization here. We get to see a picture of the guys, uh, the actual people in the closing credits. And of course, Zac Efron's way handsomer than the real guy. But hey, you got to dramatize a little bit here. But as far as war films go, this is good. This is a, a great piece that could be used to discuss Vietnam as well as more current wars that don't have exit strategies. <laughs> and I really, really respect Zac Efron. He is proving time and time again just how talented he is in choosing his roles and then thriving in those roles. And I, I want to just keep saying how impressed I am by him and that as long as he keeps putting out cool, independent stuff like this, I'm on board for it. The biggest disappointment I have in this is that it's not in theaters. It's got a very limited run, but AMC didn't pick it up, and you can just watch this on Apple TV. And that's disappointing because I think there's some great sequences in here that would be great. And highest compliment of this movie for being Vietnam, no cliche needle drops. There's a really great soundtrack of like deep cut Vietnam era tracks here that I really respect the filmmakers for going with that as opposed to all the cliche Sloop John B and Fortunate Son and all that. So hats off there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this an eight out of 10. Those are candles for soldiers, asshole. I love this movie. I thought it was really great. I have this weird obsession with Vietnam. I saw the name of the movie. I saw who was in it. And I got the premise. I'm like, I don't need to watch that trailer. I'm going to watch that. The problems I have with it, they're minor. But as far as a war film goes, it's not that war. Look, it, it looks like a very clean war, even the parts where it's like dirty, quote unquote. Other people have done it better. But this isn't about I mean, it's about the war, but it's not really about the battles few and far between that are in here. It's not really about that. So it's just me being nitpicky. The other complaint I would have is I don't think Peter Farrelly went far enough. I feel like the ending's not that strong. Like it's open ended, but it's still, I don't know, could have made a better statement. And that's where I think it kind of falters a little bit is that it sets up like, you know, hey, what the fuck are we doing in Vietnam? And maybe it's because, you know, the war continues for like another six, seven years after this point. Maybe I just, me being a picky filmmaker, I just want it to be perfect, but that's impossible. Anyways, really dug the movie. The Like you said, TC, the soundtrack was not cliche, which is always nice. Uh, Zac Efron is a national treasure. 
I'm going to say eight and a half out of 10 CIA clearances. Ah, nice. I'm glad someone got that re- some sort of reference to the CIA. It was so much easier to <laughs> pretend to be in the CIA back then. Oh, my God, right? Look, I'm dressed like I could be in the CIA. This Hawaiian shirt, I'm a tourist. You totally actually do. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It's weird, though. Like, that war was so mismanaged. Like... The U.S. gave billions of dollars of weapons and the things we're giving all to Ukraine right now. They're actually using it. We would give this stuff to Vietnam and half of it would get pawned off by a black market because it was just like, well, there's a war. They need stuff. Well, they need more stuff. Well, like, oh, my God, guys, Vietnam was just it sounded like a blast. <laughs> 